2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: ba 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 ba
3: Joseph, how you doing?
4: I'm good, buddy. I'm, I'm looking forward to another pod. and you know, you know I love these Thursday shows. I call
3: them the WrestleMania of my schedule, right? So I'm excited. How about you? At least we've upgraded it because I think it was... It was the dynamite of the schedule last week, right? Well, it was raw, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But I try I, I at least bullied you into changing it to dynamite, right?
4: Well, I'm excited, but I, I do want to um, just quickly before we're on the air. Like, I don't know if you saw that Twitter got crazy last night because the fight TV feed like dropped out in the middle of the main event. Yeah, and it's been busy, but like, I didn't miss anything crazy, right? Like Cody just went over, and and that was that, right?
3: You you didn't you didn't see this, Joseph?
4: Well, I saw someone talk about like like the Flames emojis, and I was just like, oh, you know, they did some ECW shit and they got the hell out of there. That's fun.
3: No, Joseph, the Flames emoji was was for the big the big debut. Bud Matt, Joseph. Bud Matt. The, the Bud Matt.
2: The Your favorite Dynamo? wrestler?
3: Yes. Your favorite wrestler, Bud Matt. He came out. Here's what happened. Let me break it down for you, Joseph. Okay. Cody wins. Whatever. Fine match. It was okay. Cody wins. Lights go down. Malachi appears, right? Malachi appears. But Cody gets the better of Malachi, right? Lights go down again. Everyone's waiting. Everyone people are thinking Brody King. Brody or King. Or King. Yeah, that's King. Wonderful. Yeah. King. Yeah. Bud Matt when the lights come back on. Oh
4: shit, man. How was the pop?
3: But oh huge. Honestly, like oh. think of Adam Cole's pop. And double it, yeah. maybe that's, even. Tripled. I said that would happen. I said to you that pop double it, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, okay. So, I,
4: I'm gonna be honest, I feel like someone would have texted me about this, but they probably didn't want to like ruin it because this show we talk about it on this show, right? So, yeah. okay, so just quickly, because I'm my fantasy book, and we're gonna do all tonight's shows, gonna be us fantasy booking. So, he attacked Cody, right? He attacked Cody. So, does that make him a baby face or a heel?
5: Well, Joe. You know, uh, we no longer live in a world of black and white. Rather, the canvas has become... And I a said,
4: psychotic
2: This on. was twelve
5: Pals and O'Neill.
2: sets a feed from the jaws of victory With a pop gun and the chubby cheese Distraction Hey! Podcast filled filth Wins and losses, don't mean shit So watch Joseph Grinch as yes, I do his best Distraction Hey! Roll up One, One two, three
3: hello welcome everyone to the distraction i'm jeremy lambert joined as always joseph joseph how are you did you see the did you actually see the bud matt debut oh man i wish i did but that was
4: (laughs) bob's just the poise on bob you know the the calm well joe he's a real pro man we made a star of that guy i have to say but yeah that was fun right that was that was a nice little way to ease into a a show of heavy wrestling talk, as always. Hard-hitting analysis is what you come to distraction for, famously. Um, True. Jeremy Lambert, sincerely, how are you, my friend?
3: I'm, I'm doing well. I, you know, I started back to work yesterday. Worked a crisp 17-hour day. Good, good, strong start. Good, strong return. Back at it again today, Joseph. How are you, buddy? I'm good. You know, not much has happened
4: since the last show we did 20 hours ago, or the show we did 40 <laughs> hours for that. But, you know... <laughs> It's <laughs> what it is, brother. You know, we, we're doing this daily grind now. We're like one of those shitty radio shows on ESPN. Um, we have to call it narratives. Hopefully someone clips this with like a, like, you know, that eyes emoji, like he's spitting or something like that. Um, <laughs> all, of the, all of the usual, but I'm fired up. Like, seriously, it's a big weekend. Some are saying, Jeremy, it's the biggest weekend of the year, the biggest party of the winter. Two of the biggest pay-per-views ever taken place, brother.
3: I'm fired up. We have a super chat from Frank who says, can't get barber chats to work. Cody lighting Andrade's chest uh, on fire during the pen was a tremendous bit. Also, man, Adam Page. Um we do have some some barber chats, I assume. I don't know. Maybe we don't. I'm not calling them that other thing. Uh by the way, guys, by the way, um we the the distraction youtube channel yes cash Joseph. Got oh it. really yeah oh it's
4: yeah. oh, the game jam. you better yeah. start clicking those videos now folks <laughs> christmas <laughs> is coming up know <laughs> gifts to boy all of that stuff is a different time okay now we really
3: cash out here we go brother yeah yeah uh so we'll, we'll be on the post show at four thirty. i think everyone should just leave a bunch of super chats um on that post show honestly yep. like you're i'm not reading anything from the chat unless there's some money attached to it all right that's what's uh, happening yeah so
4: i also think it's probably the best time to announce that next monday you can join us on that channel for our live monday night raw review um, <laughs> nxt 2.0 review on tuesday night of course dynamite wednesday smack hack i'm so fired up for smackdown <laughs> the a show we talk about the tribal chief every friday now on the distraction
3: channel so yes please support us guys We've got mouths to feed <laughs> <sighs> we do, we do have many mouths to feed. Like you said, holidays coming up and everything. We got things to do, man. You know, yeah. we got things to it's do. Kind of scary, but there you go. Yeah. All right, now,
4: you have, you have some bobber chats. You said because I want yeah. to get. I want.
3: I to get... thought JJ left one. JJ, JJ's slacking, just slacking. Yeah. What can you do?
4: He's
2: oh, a. Banker.
3: I I blame myself on JJ because like dunked on him, uh, pretty hard. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, pretty hard yesterday. Yeah. So yeah.
4: maybe we shouldn't keep burying his favorite wrestling promotion. Now, here's the thing:
3: <laughs> um, you know, the super- wrestling promotions would be better. Well,
4: yeah. that's yeah, a different conversation for another day. Frank left the super chat, and it's probably the place to start, Jeremy. I sense you've created a very controversial thumbnail for today's show. <laughs> um, I sense this based on our dislike ratio, as we referenced earlier. So, Code Man, the man who has invented his own medium of entertainment in recent months. May have had his, He may have had his wildest swing yet last night Versus Andrade or Idolo. And there's a lot to talk about There's a lot to talk about when it comes to Cody I think you and I are going to overlap a lot on this though Because I think both of us are willing, in this case at least To sacrifice any analysis for just the absolute lunacy That the man produced <laughs> on this show So where do we start with Cody Rhodes at this point, man? How do we even
3: tackle this shit? I'm gonna say it. I put it in the thumbnail. I believe it. Best worker in the business. Nobody works the people. Like nobody works the people. Like Cody Rhodes. Okay. Mm. This is John Cena esque shit right here by Cody.
4: Yeah, I mean that. Your bit is gonna have to be a solo bit. I don't think I can post <laughs> on any of that. What I will say is, in all seriousness, you know, I have a lot of. Um, I have a lot of like uncertainty about the whole Cody kind of like direction, but the key of it is beyond all like we, you know, we sit here and talk about this stuff every week, but in terms of like at core, here's the key. Is it a good segment week to week? You know, like if, if that's what you can really, you can get lost in all of the grand scope about what he's trying to achieve and what he's trying to portray. Is it a hit on each week to week? And I think you'd have to be really, really you know, pretty harsh to say this wasn't a hit for this match.
3: Now, oh, last night was... it was awesome. Yeah. yeah.
4: Now, here's the thing: is it was certainly a Cody match, and all of that comes with it. It was, it was, you know, <laughs> a touch long. It was a little bit messy. It was borderline insane. Borderline's not needed. It was insane. Um, it was a blood feud that kind of became a blood feud like overnight. Uh, yeah. Cody bled. There was fire. There was a Brandy Rose reveal which popped me, but it worked. And I can list all of those things that you may consider flaws and tell you it was bad, but I'll be lying to you because the match was was damn awesome, man. It was, it was fun. And I will say, and I know we're doing the Cody bit, but like, seriously, Andrade, man, like that dude is, it's outrageous how versatile he is as an in-ring guy, because that was a Cody Rhodes match. Yeah. And like I mean this with all love to Cody, but Andrade stole the show in that thing physically. And that isn't a style that you would like naturally pair Andrade to, right? You know, it was like the old school kind of match plus fire that his dad would have had once upon a time. Um I I just think Andrade is the story underneath here where it's like he's really kind of at home there in AEW. Naris getting the book in right and getting him where he needs to go. But it was a I mean, I didn't love Dynamite last night, but the last like 40 minutes. Two home runs because the Ruby match, which we talked about, was great. But the main event, you can't complain. I'm sorry. It was
3: it was awesome. Here's what it is. You, you were a little bit worried about the main event, weren't yes, you? Because we're I mean, we did the, the pre-show. O'Neal and I both agreed that, like, Cody was going on last and he was probably going to win. And you were like, uh, I don't know if that's the play right yeah. there. And, I mean, look, man. I That was, that was a home run, that match. Yeah. Cody... Everything he did, well he had the crowd the entire time. And like that wasn't to be uh, like I didn't think that was I didn't think that was gonna be an issue. Whether he was gonna get cheered or he was gonna get booed, he was gonna get some type of reaction in Atlanta. They were they were making reaction for everything he did. He pulled out that sledgehammer. And the golden shovel. I I'm sorry. I, our,
4: our friend Bob O'Neill, who will be on this show later, he loved this, and he nearly cried laughing. I, I, that, to me, is always a stretch far. I can't. I no, missed, but... that
3: ruled. That was tremendous uh, when he did that. Brandy's reveal was was fantastic because it's like she's been on television. She was at Grand <laughs> Slam. It ruled. Everything. It's not like she. she's just – this was her big return after the pregnancy like grand slam the big return after the pregnancy. The chat was saying,
4: like, why was she
3: disguised anyway? Yeah, like, that well. was the first part. She had her mask on and everything. She had the hoodie. It's like, she slid in. It's like, well, that's definitely Brandy. And she, but then she does the big reveal. And the announcer's like, it's Brandy. Like, yeah, well, no shit. It was going to be. I mean, it's all just, like,
4: you're right. On the pre-show, I was very concerned about Andrade losing and being, like, you know, conquered by the valiant hero, Cody Rhodes. And then, you know, I'm sitting there, which is like, they got fire involved, man. Like, imagine me, imagine me coming on here and being like, yeah, you know, they buried Andrade. He lost to fire. I mean, granted, he didn't really take much of the fire, but it's still his way and
3: Andrade hit Cody with the sliced bread through the table, and somehow yeah. Cody
1: took the, the win.
4: It was kind of crazy, though, like, when he went for the pin. Like, the flame from Cody's arm like was on Andrade's chest at one point, and they got a little bit panicked there for a second. It was yeah. nuts. I mean, it was... I have to say, and this is not a criticism because if you know the wrestlers I like, I don't give a shit about this. There is a kind of, I do get an ironic enjoyment out of like Cody being the guy that people point to as like he's an old school dude that gets it right there, and it's like he's taking a like fire in in a match that like, you know, I don't think anyone expected fire. What? I don't care; it just pops me. Um, Cody's he's operating on his own wavelength right now, brother. He's He's way, way off, you know, he's doing his thing and, and again segment to segment this one was awesome. So we get to
3: you're right about Andrade and how he was he was overlooked in this match and he did great and people aren't gonna aren't gonna yeah. remember much of it because Cody had all the pops, right? Like he had all the big pops and then even during when Andrade was on offense or anything, all people were gonna talk about was Cody being sunburned and his skin just shedding and we found out later that it was of course uh flame retardant that, that he put on himself and that's why it was shedding like that but just yeah
4: yeah well i mean look Jukes mentions it the confirmed shoot called that he actually texted me at 10 minutes before the flames he was like he literally said to me i think he's gonna be lit on fire and that's what he got on his back my my honest reaction was why would they do fire in this match
2: you know, I don't
4: know. I just because here's the thing is last week, after they went off the air, Andrade left him laying right, which yeah. escalated the feud. But other than that, they just kind of had done a couple tag matches. So, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. All of it's outrageous. I can't, you know, if someone said to me they hated it, I would be like, that's that's fine because there's definitely flaws to it. I can just tell you that I watched it, and other than when Fight TV stopped me, I had an absolute blast from start <laughs> to finish. Including when like it was just it was so excessive and self-indulgent. But I have now got myself to a point with with Codeman where it's like that's the charm to me, you know? Like the charm to me is that of course Cody bleeds. And of course he does fire. Yeah. He's Cody. See, so that's where he has, in fact, morphed the art form into his own kind of <laughs>
2: It's a, it. it's a code
3: verse. It's a code verse, Joseph. You you got to love it. You have it's to. interesting, man.
4: I, I do wonder if in like 25 years, there'll just be a whole crop of workers that are doing like Cody tribute matches, you know, and like just, just doing 20 minute matches infused that aren't really blood fused, but you pretend they are so you can bleed. And then, you know, like you have like one of your friends to be disguised. It's like a whole genre. I think it's going to be something. I don't, I mean, I don't know. If that's the case, I'm on the wrong side of history, probably. You're on the right side. But, man, I again, it's, it was a great match, so I can't hang on it.
3: It's the modern take on the Triple H classic, which was the modern take on the Ric Flair classic. It's it's an evolving genre here, Joseph. Nah, because that's, that's... what it is.
4: See, it's different because
3: Codeman doesn't... He
4: doesn't pretend he wants to do any sort of limb work in these matches, you know? He, get, he cuts it's straight. evolving Again,
3: this is the evolving yeah. take on it, though.
4: I don't know. I, th- I think it's... Obviously, there's a lot of, like, you know, the old school territory brawl. There's obviously a lot of that, which is neat. But then there was fire, which is you know, less that. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the thing with the back is just Pete Cody. Like the whole match being spent analyzing what's wrong with his back is just like only Cody. It's like you know when he wrestled um when he wrestled MJF and he came up with the tattoo and the whole match was spent. With yeah. Head, like,
3: what the it's fuck? Great.
4: <laughs> like it, man. It's just it's incredible. Like, I don't know what to say, man. Dude, he's he's broke wrestling. He's broke <laughs> me. I don't know what's going on anymore. T Pain was
3: there, Joseph. You love yeah, T Pain.
4: Sorry to hear that. What's um, your
3: favorite T-Pain lyric? Oh,
4: all of them, man. They're great. <laughs> all of them great. Yeah, I mean, that show, Go Big Show. Sign me up, huh? That looks great. So Andrade, I'm going to close with this because I don't want to lose sight of it. As much as we're running out bits, Andrade's ready to go now, brother. You know? It was shaky start, slow start. Hadn't been active enough. Last couple months, he's he's rolling. He's, he's almost where he was at when he was the NXT champion. And I say almost because that wrestler was one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. So I don't know what that means for his kind of like, I would love to see him get that TNT title. I would love that, you know, because then I've said this before, follow the, you know, Brody and Miro, both were guys that came in, like wavered for a second and then were so great that they found their way and they became TNT champ and had famous runs as TNT champs. Andrade following that, I think, would be really cool and fitting because I mean he's certainly capable of being a great TNT champ, right? Who's better for TV matches than that dude? So that's saying I'd like to investigate if I was you know, I had the pencil. I do not have it, believe it or not. Um whatever they do though, Andrade needs to be factored in a big way because that performance, I'm telling you, I, I watched it back because of the fight stuff. I wanted to watch the show back of a clear mind and like that was um That was a special performance, Jeremy. I mean, it's easy to get lost in it when you're analyzing Cody's back, but on the rewatch, I was like, holy shit, dude's incredible, he's just so good. But there you go.
3: The next TNT champion is Cody Rhodes, Joseph.
4: You've been saying this for so long, and you can't stop saying it because then if he does actually win it, (laughs) you'd have wasted so much time. You know, like
3: Not, not if he does, like when he wins it.
4: Right. But like what I'm saying is like you're now at a point where you just have to keep going with it forever because it would be, you know, it'd be it'll be a, a pointless a pointless adventure. No, I'm going
3: I'm going with it because it's going to pay off. He's not being Sammy Guevara for the TNC title. It doesn't have to be Sammy Guevara. He's gonna he's gonna hold that belt within okay. the next year. Cody will hold that belt by the end of twenty twenty
4: two. Okay, let have this can we do a wager on that that only affects Bob O'Neill? Yeah. Okay, so if you're right about that, Bob is off the show for a week of your choice. Okay. And if I'm right, Bob's corner three becomes a corner six. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a six-point shot.
4: <laughs> yeah, I have no I have no intention of putting
3: anything on the line in my own life, so I'll just say Bob. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Cody, Cody's going to it. Somebody remembered this. Uh, Fine, Cody's going to sure. win that title by the end of 2022. I'm telling you. No, yeah. It's going to pay off. TK well, won't let me down.
4: I'm not going to comment on that because I'm trying to be nice today. <laughs> anyway, okay, so this says we can all agree that was the standout of Dynamite, right? Main event? Yes. What's second? Are we going Ruby and Chris? T Pain. Okay, what's third? Are we going Ruby and Chris?
3: <laughs> what do you think? Drew says, okay, incredible match, shocking moment. Uh, Jose is jacked. T-Pain needs to put this man in the ring every week. Bless that. Bless uh, Jose yeah. for like Arn. Fell and that looked very bad. And like Jose helps him up and then starts kicking the shit out of him. That was I good. Yeah, that he's okay. Dude. That was.
4: I was very, very. I was glad to see that because I was very worried for on because I couldn't. It looked yeah. like a bad fall. Poor on man. Poor on. I. I don't know if he needs to be doing brawls at this point in his life, man. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. No, he doesn't
3: need to be doing,
4: especially on a ramp, because when they, even when they fought back. And they were brawling, in poor on like he was going to lose his way, you know. He's a look after the enforcer for us, folks. It's not even falling down. I don't need that. But good, good on Jose for helping him up. He is jacked also.
3: Drew is correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chris and Ruby uh, was the second or third if, uh, if T Pain was second. Yeah. Why didn't you so, ask me my favorite T Pain lyric, Joseph? I had a lyric I ready to go. I don't care.
4: <laughs> now, here's the deal. Ruby Soho is great, and, and this is her absolute peak. This is her at her best. You pair her with a powerhouse and a destroyer in terms of offense, you're gonna get great results every time. And Chris Stantlander is an absolute powerhouse, man. Her offense is awesome. She's got so much power this year. She's she's really become. I mean, she was always like exciting, and there was a lot to like. But she's really great. Um That match was awesome. TBS title tournament has been pretty damn good, I think, it's fair to say. Yes. Most matches have got time, most, not all, but most. And, you know, I think you look at that final four, and I think you can say there's a lot to like there. Ruby matched up with Nyla Rose, which is another stylistic fit, like the one I just mentioned. Jaden Thunder Rosa is very scary for many reasons that I'll not get into here.
3: That'll be good.
4: I think it will be good. I'm just saying result concerns me somewhat um and i just to me listen the you're going first episode on tbs it should be ruby and thunder rosa i think those two can produce a 15 to 20 minute epic the kind of match that makes that belt look golden on day one i think there's a lot to say for jade as a project i don't think anyone can say she's going to give you a 15 to 20 minute you know classic or and there's nothing wrong with it. She's been wrestling for a year. Less than. So that's that's another conversation the other day. Ruby, that's her best performance in AEW so far. Yes. And the big takeaway, again, in fear of repeating myself here in terms of pointing to the to the loser, Statlander needs to be a regular fixture. You know, and, and she was the TV, she was the title challenger at all out. She's obviously been in this tournament. I'm really hoping we get some angles here and some programs for Chris as we head into 2022, that keep her on TV regularly, because I don't think she's getting any of these belts in the next like six to six months to maybe a year. Um, but she needs to be on, man. She's great. She's she's a real player in that division. And honestly, Jeremy, she's not listed enough when we talk about the top tier in AEW's women's division. Her performance suggests she's just about as good as anyone. So, like Chris, I would have was a real statement um on her behalf.
3: And Ruby's, you know, where's the left side about Ruby? She's great. I think Chris is listed because one, she was out for a while, and she came back. She did the thing with with Brit, but like that was a a heatless program where everyone knew the the end result yeah. of that thing, and so that that didn't help her. But yeah, she, as far as like performance goes, she's fantastic. I'd like to see her on TV more and doing more than just a lot of times she does get lost in the shuffle as just she's with Orange Cassidy, she's with the best friends, and she's just part of that group, and so. Yeah. That, that's what she's almost kind of kind of pigeonholed into and I, that's not fair to her this is where again aw needs to do a better job when it comes to establishing women's storylines outside of the one storyline they're deciding to put focus on
4: yeah it's a real thing and the, the kind of post-tournament booking is going to be such a huge deal for that division because the tournament like they're doing a good job with it but it's pretty simple in a sense that you literally just have to slot the matches in a and give them enough time to be good. Um, you know, I, I think the real challenge is following this tournament up with some high angles and some feuds. And that was a problem they had last time. Cause the last tournament for the, um, you know, the title eliminator thing they did in February or March. I mean that the matches in that were really good. So I, it wasn't that it was more the fact there wasn't really a, a, a big time follow-up where you could sink your teeth into an angle. So that's definitely something they need to, they need to figure out, I would say now dynamite, Jeremy Lambert.
3: You hated this show. You called it the worst dynamite ever.
4: (laughs) Sure. So, (laughs) um, there was a show earlier this year that we covered where it was the show where, where Chris Daniels had his last match in AEW up to this Hmm. point anyway. And they smash cuts the back and it was like, it was a weird show. I think it's the show where Pack and Orange, where Orange got hurt and it was a draw. And it was like, I vividly remember us talking about this weird dynamic where it was a show that had multiple matches we considered to be very good, but it didn't quite feel right. Like it was a good show, but it didn't quite feel That's what I would say about this Dynamite. Now when I rewatched it today, I preferred it because obviously I just, you know, maybe I was not in the right place, whatever. But there were just like a couple of angles that were so strange in execution it made it a weird show where piece for piece I liked it. I just didn't love the the overall package. Where was you at on this show, Jeremy? As like just a whole just a two hour block of wrestling TV. I
3: thought it was good. I didn't I didn't know I'm just being a hater. Yeah, as I said, you thought it was the worst dynamite ever. I didn't feel like the vibe was off on on anything, really. I think the 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 one thing that may have been a little strange was because Jim Ross wasn't there, they kept doing that. You know, rotating commentators type deal, but like that, on like when Adam Cole just goes, does his full entrance, walks back up the ramp, and then Orange Cassidy comes out and everything, like that stuff just kind of popped me. But I didn't, I didn't think there was a pacing issue or anything like that. It felt wow. like just. a you normal, sound like bootlicker. Yeah, maybe it felt like it felt like a more Dynamite to me. Honestly.
4: Okay, here's the problem, right? If Adam Cole would actually commentate on a match. I agree him doing his own entrance is awesome. That was really contrived though, because there was no match for him to commentate. Yeah. And it made orange seem kind of, I mean, orange is, he's the kind of character where you can do it because it's like, he doesn't really think things through. He's, you know, just goes, just does what he wants to do. But he kind of, that was kind of dumb, right? Like to have him go out there and just get the shit kicked out of him and not, you know, just go out there on his own. I don't know. I didn't love that angle. All of the Danielson stuff is continues to be a home run. That's yes. perfect. He give Angels like the the exact amount he needed to that made Angels look good and didn't kill him, but didn't lose any of his like you know, aura. You know? Oh no.
3: Brian Danielson flexing after his victory.
4: He's incredible, man. He'll never top the team. When he was walking around with cabana's teeth, he yeah, was like That was was
3: all-timer. That was so, so good. But him flexing was just total, like, Steph Curry vibes of, like, I just did that, just, like, embarrassed you here. Like, you couldn't do shit about it. And, like, even though I'm one of the smaller dudes, I'm just going to fucking flex like you.
4: Well, that's the thing. is like, he's – see, to me, look, here's the deal. I think the idea here is – and this could be law, so my bad – But to me, the idea is, like, he's so over the top right now because he's just trying to mess with Hangman, right? Like, he's testing him. So, like, he is definitely a heel as of this moment. Like, he's a fool. Like, (laughs) he's, like, dunking on the crowd and stuff. It's tremendous. He's one handshake away from undoing that when they need him to. So it's fine. But, like, he wants to be a guy that just kind of knows he's, like, the best wrestler in the world and talks shit, right? That's what he wants to do. He doesn't... And here's the thing with this, okay? I'm not a big Shades of Grey guy, which again, he isn't right. He isn't doing that right now. You have got to realize too, though, like when you're a guy of his caliber and you've been arguably the best wrestler in the world for 15 of the last 20 years, and you're like a top guy that made it to WrestleMania, and you're like, he can really do what he wants. And brother, let me tell you, he's doing what he wants, and it's yeah. it's every bit as good as you and I expected. He's incredible, and I I cannot wait. This next two weeks, if you're a big Wrestler oh. of the Year guy, oh. he's gonna. I think he's gonna go for it. This next two weeks, I think he's gonna try and lock it up. So, yeah, hundred
3: percent is yeah. I mean, they're gonna kick the shit out of each other, man. The <laughs> John Silver match next week in Long Island, like I think that crowd's gonna be really good too. Like in John Silver, I, we're big both proponents of, of John Silver, and so this is a big spot for him. Danielson, I've no no worries about but like oh man i'm so excited for the john silver match the hangman match is gonna be like that that's gonna be fantastic uh like you just know what to expect from that one i'm with you that i I said it last night like danielson's gonna make his case he's already like made a strong push since joining aew and you can't forget about his uh wwe stuff like we both kind of think kenny has it right now i don't know if danielson can do it but I also ain't doubting the, the goat. Like, that's the goat for everyone.
4: Yeah. Oh, he's got a very real case. I can't I can't even pretend otherwise. Um, I mean, like, I'm not – I don't watch this stuff close enough to you if he is or isn't the rest of the year. He's obviously in the very, very top contenders for such a title, though. Now, here's a big topic. Our friend – well, not our friend, but, you know, if he listens to this, you know, I consider his friends. Please don't quote, tweet, dunk me. Um, MJF, MJF, the – uh, the famed villain of, of AEW, who causes a debate on my timeline every single week, which I really appreciate. He's a fascinating one, man. He's like last week, you know, he had his moments where it was like, hmm, but most of it was great. No one can deny that. I think I kind of thought we sucked this week. And like the fair response to that could just be, he's a heel. That's the idea. And I have no response to that. You could be correct. I don't know. I thought it was like... I'll be totally honest. This is just me. I thought he kind of hurt the Moriarty match. And I thought the post-match segment was not very good. And
3: that's just me. So I don't know. I... I thought the Britt Baker shit was just dumb as hell. I... Yeah. Like, what was the point of any of that? I, I didn't get it. I didn't think it added anything... To uh, his, his his punk. he Do circled
4: I... back on it too. Like he did, like two lines. Yeah, about
3: Brit. yeah. I, I I thought it was completely just like unnecessary stuff. I didn't think it had anything. The line about Larry, his dog, sure, Garter's dog, like you yeah, know, like, no. like that's kind of lame though, right? <laughs> but that's like cheap MJF stuff that he does every single time. Like that, I'm I'm a little bit more okay with. Like the the brick bait like we know. CM Punk is, is married to, to AJ. Like is he we know fingers right. with Adam Cole, is he alleging an affair here? Like so this I, is my thing, and
4: this is a this is like a bigger conversation than just MJF. Is there is definitely truth to the idea that if he said like real zingers that were cool, yeah, he would get cheered. So like that's like I get that but I definitely think there's a middle ground between like not being cool heel and being whatever he was last night. Cause I'll be honest and I can only speak for myself and that's, you know, that's all I can do. Right. Genuinely what that whole thing last night made me less interested in their program. Now for some of you watching this, that may be crazy to you. You may be more interested in it and you're, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just thought it was like, just so kind of prelim, man. You know, and like try hard, and like I don't know. It, to me, and and the worst thing is too is punks like just sunk to his level and did like the line about you know what was his line about needle dick and he did it last week and have a chant in it and I was just like, yeah. I thought it just sucked. I can kind of, you know I'm again if you tell me it was good heat, that's fine. I I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just telling you that I actually thought it was so kind of cheap that to me, I just sort of rolled my eyes and just stopped caring. And to me, that's not the ideal follow-up to a 20 minute segment that was like critically acclaimed. That's, you know, but we'll, uh, we'll let it play out. MJF is, is a guy that I think is still a distance away from his prime. I think it's easy to forget that Punk, when he was at this point in his career, was also try hard and would say stuff for shock value and, you know, like I'm not. I'm not here to see. Like, oh, you sucks. Get him out of here. But I just kind of cringed it and was like, oh, that was and lame. We,
3: we've had the discussion about MJF before. Of you know, d- does his low hanging fruit does it make for good television and actual good promos and whatnot? And I thought this was an instance where it did not. Like some of the Jericho stuff, it worked. Did some the, of it? Yes. Yeah, but and the the stuff with Punk last week. Uh, was very good. This just, the MJS yeah. portion of it didn't hit for me.
4: Yeah, it was, I thought it was a myth. And again, the commentary thing was, I get what they're going for, Punk struggling to beat guys, but what he what he's part of it, to me, took away from what one of the real key points of the match should have been, which was Lee is up next. He's going to be a champion a few years here. And Punk was trying to convey that, but when you have the commentary team bickering about whether or not it's Punk being old or it's it's Moriarty being good, I think you lose. To me, that's was, all. You no, know, it becomes messy to me. The narrative you're trying to get across.
3: It was very WWE-ish with the screaming, talking over each yeah. other nonsense. Yeah, I, you know, and that's
4: a shame because I was really excited
3: for the match. I thought the match was good.
4: Like, yeah especially the end, they got into kind of a rhythm. You could see Punk was adjusting because Lee has a really unique style. That's what's so exciting about him is he can... He has this whole kind of unconventional... Just everything he does looks different, right? But you could see Punk was adjusting to that early. They ended up having a really good match. But, um, yeah, that was a, a gripe of mine. The other one that stands out was the form... The way they formatted that Leo Rush segment was, like... I didn't get what they were going for with that. I didn't really... because. People in my mentions said it last night. The the audience didn't know what Taz was talking about with the percentage stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, when Leo was talking, they just didn't seem to understand what was going on. It was very awkward, that that deal. They've done a couple of times. Taz is awesome. One of the best characters on all TV or wrestling TV. But, like there's been a couple of times where they'll have him do angles where he like stands up from the commentary desk and it's like really awkward and uncomfortable. And I don't mind that, but it just, it didn't do Lee any Leo any favors I thought. So yeah, that was the other thing. But like, again, all of the matches, I haven't really got even negative. for I mean, we haven't even talked about sting sting wrestled last night. Jeremy should have lost. No, no, you don't <laughs> believe that they've actually convinced going to lose man. When he, when he got hit by the famous I was like, Oh no. There you go, Sting.
3: It' cool face paint. That face paint was uh, very cool. They had the matching face paint with him. And they did, yep. Yeah. I'll sell some action figures, brother. <laughs> uh, well, they can't do the. I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but you know, we we fantasy booked FTR for about two hours last night, and a match with Sting and Darby was was one of the fantasy booking, and then come to find out, Phoenix has travel issues. And so the match on Friday is now PAC and PENTA against FTR, and it's non-title. And so there goes our our big idea of FTR winning the titles on on Friday.
4: I will say, I mean, look, it's become a whole bit with old Bill Gunn, the one Billy Gunn. But he is – like, he's extraordinary. I want to say he's 58. Really? Really? Yeah, because when he did the tag league, he was – getting up there Jeez. i think i said, i think he was
3: 58 right dude that yeah that is a so obviously firstly he looks like incredible like that goes looks, like i knew i knew he was old just because he's been around forever and everything but like if you just show some yeah. random person who is like hey how old do you think this person is probably like he's probably in like his 40s or something and like if you watch how he if
4: you go and watch things hot tag and you watch billy's feed on sting's hot tag I mean, it's outrageous. For, for, frankly, for a man of his size at any age, it's impressive. But at 58, yeah. ridiculous. He's a freak athlete. And I like the match.
0: You know, it's, it isn't the most blocked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer...
4: of sting and derby but like i don't think they're trying to convince you it was rose right? in the middle of the show you know it is what he is but it's always cool to see sting um he just has fun doesn't he sting looks very
3: happy he looks like he's it's, enjoying himself it's so great that sting has landed here and isn't washed by wwe of like yeah he's just part of wcw as the franchise guy who couldn't carry them to victory it's it's fantastic
4: you see how pal tape machines? Like he crowned WCW Victors last night? Because obviously last <laughs> night was the last night was the blow-off to the program that they start. You know, WrestleMania 31 when Billy Gunn got yes. H? Yeah. Justice is always served in the end, folks. <laughs> and on that note, we move on to NXT War Games. Um, no, i <laughs> It is interesting though. I mean, who would have thought it, huh? Billy Gunn and Sting in the same match on TNT in
3: 2021.
4: <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um,
3: Anything else from Dynamite? I feel like I'm missing something.
4: Ah, Wardlow, next week's the week, right?
3: Yes. It has to be. Like in MJF's hometown, it's the week. I think it's the week as well. Give him a couple squashes. Yeah, it's time. Is it going to be next week or sort of the week after? Because I think they're both going to be in the Battle Royal next week, right? And then are we doing the bit of MJF, like, <laughs> accidentally tosses Wardlow, or are they going to be the final two, and then they, they meet the week after, and MJF is like, okay, well, you know, give him my third ring and everything, and Wardlow's like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to get the big angle in the middle of the ring in the Battle Royal.
4: Okay, I think MJF is going to come down to a baby face, MJF and Wardlow. And MJF is going to start barking at Wardlow and Wardlow is going to toss him and the place is going to fucking pop. And MJF will have not just the grudge because Wardlow betrayed him. He did it to him in front of his own people that were chanting his name. That was a good part of his promo. We used to about. That was good shit. Um, I think that's where we're going, but I could equally see what you said about, you know, them being the last two and all that stuff. Like, I think, you know, the last couple of times we've had, I think in the last month, we've had two Wardlow squash matches on Dynamite where he's done the powerbomb deal and the place loves it. Like, <laughs> it's time now what his ceiling is the baby face singles. I don't really know because that promotion is so stacked, so it's hard. But I think we're going to find out sooner than later. I think the angle is, is on its way next week, to be honest with you. But we shall see.
3: You, it's potential. Yeah, there, there's ways to go about it. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. This is
4: also, like, this is a big thing, too. He's like, MJF, like, for all I just said, him setting the stage for a hero is welcome, and knowing full well that just makes it more likely he's going to get booed is so good. It's great, great shit. I mean, I, I have a, <laughs> I have a lot of time for all of that. So I think that will be the perfect timing. Now, Jeremy, now that we've talked about the the less important program, can we go to
3: you know, hard times and all that stuff? <laughs> Are we actually talking about like war games? Let me let me read some super chats. Okay. Uh Nax says, I've gotten to the point where I actively sing along with uh uh <laughs> the intro of the best podcast in the universe. I don't know how to feel you feel great. Kylo has made a very catchy theme, so she's about
4: that. It is an awesome theme, man. It, it is. really is great. It's really it's good. way better than the show that it introduces.
3: <laughs> but there you go uh chop says uh lots of stories in the tournament britain thunder rosa's story jade and velvet redid their story Deeb and Sheeta have a story it's been great they have done stories in the tournament i don't think we've argued that it's about following up these stories after right. the tournament is
4: yeah they need to also do a little bit of maintenance on on um you know Sheeta and Deeb. then you give them like a segment to keep that keep that yeah. ticking along but no, i i agree with that completely i think they've done a good job with that so Again, it's just this next, you know, I think, to be honest, this this sounds so dumb because winter is coming. It's huge. Danielson, hangman, is massive. But I think in a lot of ways, this next month is kind of, I don't want to say it's like killing time because that's just dumb. But, like, it's definitely a new era starts in 2022, right, with the change of networks and just it feels like that's a moment and we're kind of edging our way closer to it. Obviously, again, Hangman and Danielson's massive. So I am really intrigued as to what the women's division looks like next year when they have the TBS title. You know, you'd assume that will be defended regularly on Dynamite is what you would guess. So it'll be interesting. I think, it'll, you know, we're also probably going to get a Rosa and Britt title program, which is big time. So there's a lot coming up here that's going to
3: give some answers, I feel. So there you go. Uh, Van Twin Blade says Effie got interviewed by Business Insider. Effie, NXT 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, not a super chat, but I'm gonna read this. Wrestling reads says Dynamite comes here to Cleveland at the end of January. Hopefully, uh, something interesting will happen. Well, then I will be there. Wrestling reads. If you want to come, get your head kicked in, let me know. You just put yourself out. You just humble brag
4: about being an AEW Dynamite in Cleveland.
3: <laughs> yeah, they announced it. I'm very excited to go to this. i to hang out with a uh, Luther. You know, we're gonna call it smash cold beers like we always do and be a good time. God
4: bless. Okay, well here we go, folks. It's what you've all been waiting for. I believe this was listed in the title as NXT Dusty Promo Two. No NXT.
3: <laughs> NXT No Takeover and NWA Dusty Promo Two. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, that's fine. All the same. Thing. Let's do this. Actually, talk quickly. Uh, now look we have about 10 minutes
3: uh, I thought this was a joke you text I was like Joseph what are we talking about today and you're like war games with three punctuation three exclamation points and I was like I'm pretty sure he's joking but ha 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 I'm gonna put it in the title anyway I didn't even know the
4: show was this week
3: what are we doing
4: the chat wants to talk about war games.
3: Nobody's talking about that. People are talking about me kicking people's heads in. See? Kick. Kick.
4: No, I have Yeah, but I'm getting texts from our viewers, though. <sighs> so, anyway, um, this is obviously one of the more anticipated events of the year. No, like, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm, can, let me just do. Can I do a little bit here? I want to just say something quickly.
3: Fine.
4: This is actually one of the biggest stories of wrestling's 2021. And so much has happened. That dipshits like us have really, in my view, done a pretty poor job of capturing it. Brother, this is this is big time. This is this is an event that like genuinely we've seen that era end. And now this is a moment in time. Some of these gentlemen that are on this show may not work for the company in a week's time. So there's a lot here. The brand has been completely repurposed. You have a war games match that is literally a love letter to the angle that you and I pop, you know, with new blood rising, where the young guys are like dicks. <laughs> Eli Drake is cutting like great wrestling promos on YouTube as a pop. You know, there's a lot here. Roddy Strong is going to lose the never open weight title. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, with you guys. Like, seriously, I'm not doing a bit. I haven't watched any in any of NXT 2.0. I think I'm going to watch this show. I'm intrigued by this show. I'm really intrigued by how good it can be because we've seen that TakeOver has become, this is not a TakeOver, TakeOver was a match, you know, critically acclaimed belt to belt program because basically it was loads of guys that were really good in PWG plus one great women's match every time. This is a very different lineup. I think some of it's pretty safe bets, but like some of these matches may not be all that good. I don't know, so
3: I'm intrigued by it. Is what I'm saying, Jeremy? Are you intrigued by it? The intrigue is in just the changeover. There's no intrigue in what they've what they've actually done on television for me. Yeah, but I'm intrigued. So, you know. <laughs> Neither by the intrigue <laughs> is <laughs> the intrigue is just like it's new versus old, and and that's where sort of that's where it comes from. Right? Because yeah. you look at the guys on one side uh, of the card, and it's everything NXT used to be. And you know, bl- the black and yellow brand, black and gold, whatever, and the the dim lights and the metal music and all that stuff, and the indie wrestling. Then on the other side of the card, it's athletes and characters and bright lights and splatter color and all this stuff. Like that's the intrigue of it is it's the new versus the old and how much are they going to like really go full bore with the new and i think they're gonna go really full bore with the new so you think they're winning i do I, I think do they're winning them. both of them i think they're winning both of them well the woman's match hasn't yeah it's not quite as new versus old but there's still some some elements to it um the, the men's match is definitely a new versus old, and I think, I think the, the, the guys are winning that.
4: The, the, I don't think you understand. The men's match is literally like, that's what it's called.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah old school versus new school. <laughs> I know.
4: Like He's listed here as team black and gold versus team 2.0, which is hilarious for so many reasons. <laughs> I will say, genuinely, because I've watched this, it's recommended to me, Johnny Gargano and Brom Breaker, That, that Bron Breaker stuff is legit, by the way. He's like,
2: yes,
3: he's he's pretty special. Very good.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
4: Look, man, I, I think it's, um, I think it's one, it's an interesting story. I don't think it's an interesting story in the way that, like, as you said, I don't think, from what I can gather, it isn't the most fascinating television story. But in terms of what it's been for the industry, NXT being transformed is wild. You know, I was looking at some of the, the matches, um, I have, like, a list of matches from this year that I need to watch that I don't remember happening. And I watched some of Finn's stuff. That was this year. Finn was the NXT champion star this year. (laughs) Like, it's a completely different thing now, and that seems almost unfathomable. So, I don't know. I will say that, like, Joe Gacy is going to make the belt. Like, they're going to make the all-inclusive thing like a belt, and that's going to be interesting. That's where they're going with that, right? Like the
3: all-inclusive, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think so, because I mean, look, it hasn't been the cruiserweight title for a while now. Roddy's out here defending it against Odyssey Jones. Like, it ain't I don't know if he actually defended the title in that match, but he's wrestling Odyssey Jones regardless. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't been the the cruiserweight title. I I agree. I think Joe Gacy's going to win. Uh sorry, Joseph. And then it's going to be the all-inclusive titles. he going defend it against women? Is, is that what they're going to do as well? It feels like it's just going to be like a, a 24-7 title in NXT. Truthfully,
4: I'll say this. Look, I, I haven't seen any of this gimmick, but Joe Gacy's a good pro wrestler, and, you know, I'm glad for him that he's that they've got a stick they want to use him with because that's cool. If he still wrestles anything like he did before he was this, I'd imagine him and Roddy Strong is going to be pretty damn good, to be honest with you. um, So... You know, I can't hate on it. I the thing that, like, I know you were doing a bit about, you know, I'm sorry, but it's you know, and we all know where guys like Paul Roddy fit in this new NXT and it ain't you know, ain't particularly prominently. I he signed a new deal, okay. what, six months ago. Yeah. So I maybe you'll be a player coach. There's obviously a lot you can do in that role. I I don't want to speculate any further, but like you get what I'm saying. It's we kind of see oh, what I, Ryans on the wall with guys like him, unfortunately.
3: Yes, I, I say sorry because you obviously love him as as a wrestler and like watching him wrestle. And I don't know how much yeah. more he's going to be wrestling, especially like he's been active. He's been on two hundred five yeah. live and everything. Like he's actually tried to like do something with that title and bring it to the two hundred five live brand. And like, I just don't know. I would hope there's still some type of role for him because Diamond Mine is a, a good act and Bivens is tremendous, but I just don't know what that role is going to be for him
4: moving yeah. forward. Yeah. It's difficult with his stuff because it's very, it's very hard to kind of get a read on what guys want with their careers. Right. And let's like be honest about this. That dude worked really, really hard to get. He's put in that door. Right? Like, look, and he's had whatever you think of this current stuff. I don't think I'm I'm reaching to say Roddy Strong had a really nice run in NXT. Yeah. A really nice run. I mean, Undisputed Era stuff. I didn't watch a lot of that stuff. And like it didn't seem like my thing necessarily. But that's that'll be remembered for a long, long time. People love that stuff. He had a great run with Rude there, where they had some good matches, had some matches with Drew. They used him very nicely in NXT. So, if he's at a point in his life as he approaches 40, I would imagine, where he's like, you know what, man, I'm cool, just chilling. God bless him. I mean, that dude, if anyone deserves to take their foot off the pedal and be <laughs> like, you know what, I'm cool just, just watching these dudes have bad matches, Roddy's the guy. I mean, he. how long was he in Ring of Honor, Drew? 13 years? Bruh, like that's, that. was, that's a yeah. run, man. Like, yeah. so, so, there you go. Um, anyway. Moving on to the most important show, NWA Dusty Promo 2. This
3: 32-match card. Yep. Are you going to list it off every match? Do you want me to? I will. Okay. No. I, here we go. No, no, no. You've said okay. it. Okay. You've said it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull this up. you <laughs> it It's legitimately like 13 thats long. NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch defending against Mike Knox. NWA Women's Championship, Camille defending against Molina. NWA National Championship, Chris Adonis defending against Judeus with Father James Mitchell. NWA Tag Team Championships, La Rebellion defending against The End. No disqualification match, NWA Television Championship with the Pope as a special guest referee. Tyrus defending against Sion. A gauntlet match for NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship qualifier, Arya Davari, Darius Lockhart, Alex Taylor, C.W. Anderson, Jeremiah Plunkett, Carrie Morton, Homicide, P.J. Hawk, Sal Victor Benjamin, uh, N.W.A. Women's Tag Team Championship, The Hex, defending against Kylie Ray and Tootie Lynn and Lady Frost and Natalie Markova, N.W.A. World Junior Heavyweight Qualifier, Austin Aries against Rhett Titus. Impact Knockouts Championship. Mickey James defending against Kara Hogan. ROH Tag Team Championships. The OGK defending against Aaron Stevens and JR Kratos. Nick this against Tom Lattimore in a grudge match. Colby Carino against Doug Williams in a match. And Jack stain against Mims in another match. Going to be a tremendous show, Joseph. All right, it's going to be absolutely tremendous. We got a great card. I just ran it down. What? What? who cares? What are we doing? Well
2: Trevor! We're going Little. To
4: ask. Yep, he told you he was gonna do this. Um what ma- what match here do you want to see most, Jeremy?
3: None of it.
4: <laughs> Is Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox in a cage, or do they just shoot the angle in a cage?
3: I think they just shot the angle on a cage. I don't think it's actually in a cage.
4: Fair. Fair. Um I guess Mickey James and Kira Hogan,
3: right? I guess
4: that's a pretty cool, man. Yeah, that, that
3: look, that's a good match. Um, I I actually think Austin Aries and Rhett Titus will be will be good. Uh, like, I haven't seen Aries work in a while. I assume he's still pretty yeah, that good, should be good. Yeah. in the ring. Like everything else is just like I don't know, man. The, the the women's tag team match, it's a it's a triple threat, which might hinder it a little bit, but I like a lot of the workers in that match. Yeah,
4: this is an interesting I mean there's a lot of people on this show, you know? And
3: uh There's a lot of matches. There's 38 matches, Joseph. I
4: have to be honest. I would love to be like optimistic and positive about this program, but it is quite impressive that they have, I mean, that's a lot of matches to have so few that stand out, you know, and with all, with all due respect, there's not a lot here that jumps off the page. And again, I'm not watching the wonderful builds that I'm sure power is providing, so. Yeah, no, that sucks. But like, it probably should be better than this. Considering the talent pool that is currently out there in the wrestling world. This is probably not what should be being produced. If I'm, you know, so the
3: build, the build for power has been. They they shot the angle with Mike Knox on a show nobody watched, and then they finally showed the footage good on angle, power.
4: Though. It was a good angle
3: though. Okay, nobody saw it. That's been it. Molina did win some contenders match. Judeus did did win a contenders match. The end won a tournament. Tyrus and Sion has been a thing. No one's even talked about this world junior heavyweight title coming back until it was just randomly announced. The Hex have been feuding with like nobody. Mickey and Kiera have been feuding on like social media. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, all this and Lattimore has been, been fine. Okay,
4: so here's my question Where will the National Wrestling Alliance be in one year's time?
3: Uh Bud Matt as the champion because we'll have the, the book after buying it. I am intri- like genuinely.
4: Because here's the thing is bless Billy Corgan, but like you know, he's done the studio thing now. I think it's pretty clear that the growth in this current setup is not, you know, non-existent. Like it's just not you know, and part of that in their defense is hard, man. When you're on a subscription deal with like you know, they're on flat, but they're a subscription. And It's like you have to buy it, pay to watch the TV. Yeah, it it's just not viable. It's never going to be viable. I uh, there's some good people in here, and there's some people in a different setting would probably be useful. But this kind of feels like a this kind of feels like rock bottom. I'm being real. I mean, I have they I'm gonna sold watch any all this. tickets
3: to this thing? I don't know. I'm going to watch this to review
4: it. But like, right.
3: I just how many? Can I go on tickets now and see like how many tickets has been sold to this? Maybe you should use tickets, They're probably better. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have uh, their their Patreon though, and like I don't they know not if they tweeted it. Maybe, but they don't tweet like everything. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they've actually like. I don't know. It. It's a shame.
4: Um, JJ is speculating about. Double J Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. If he's, that's in, the case. he's
3: involved with baseball right now. Like he's he's not he's not a. That's what I hear.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly we're very excited about this event. It's going to be a tremendous show, and uh, you know, I expect to see pay-per-view buy-rate numbers shattered, all that good stuff. So, there you go, folks. Biggest pay-per-view weekend of the year. Let
3: me look for. I'm going to try to buy tickets live on air. To oh, WA no. hard times, too. Where is this show, anyway? It's in uh, Georgia. I think it's at the, the, the studio that they always oh, is. Oh, yeah, yes, the studio. Yeah. Oh, it says Bull. it's sold out. So... Fucking
4: owned. You've just been owned live <laughs> on the
3: air. It says it's allegedly sold out. Wow. Apparently there's like 25 people who are allowed to get into this thing, so I hope it sells out.
4: Man, that was that was something, man. You just got crushed live on the air by Billy Corgan. <laughs> yeah,
3: anyway, as I was saying, I'm I'm
4: just, fired just up for this, this show. I'm fired up for it. Um I think this is gonna be, you know, just an absolute home run. I'm excited to review it on Monday on the Distraction channel. You can is it fightful distraction slash fightful kind of yeah. youtube.com slash fightful distraction. You can see my review of that on Monday, we're we'll going go in great detail on all 25 matches. <laughs> And it's sold out. JJ in the chat's dunking on it. When was the last time TNA sold out, Bubba? Huh? <laughs> ain't, ain't happening. So there you go. It's almost time, folks. Let's get to Bob and let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it is what it is. We tried. We tried <laughs> History
2: pilot man.
3: Hello, Robert O'Neill.
5: What's up, guys?
3: My God! Why are you so loud?
5: I don't know. Is that better? Yeah, a little bit. Am I too close to the mic?
3: At least you didn't like kick the shit out of the mic like you
5: usually That's do. It's true. I'm getting better.
3: <laughs> uh, JJ says the TNA sold out Bound for Glory. Take that, Joseph. Well, I've just been owned.
5: <laughs> yeah, champs fired up today, guys. I got to be careful.
3: They are. I don't want to catch a stray. Don't do that. O'Neill. do you have
5: a topic? I mean, I was going to talk about War Games. You guys talked about it a little bit. I could talk about it a little more. I want to talk about Cody and Andrade as well, so we'll just see where this goes, I guess.
3: All right, well, here we go, O'Neal.
5: Okay, yeah, so I do want to start with the Cody and Andrade match because, um, you know, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of it main eventing, even though I knew it was going to. Like, it is what it is. But, um, you know, Arn falling off the stage was funny. I'm glad he's okay. Um, I don't want to laugh at him if he's in actual distress, but he seems like he's fine. But, um, you know, like halfway through the match, I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching here, but I'm just going to enjoy it. And, uh, that's what I did. And then, you know, Cody goes under the ring and gets the sledgehammer and the golden shovel. And I legitimately could not stop laughing for like two straight minutes. It was the funniest thing that I have seen in (laughs) wrestling in quite some time. And, uh, you know, maybe I should have expected it a little more, but yeah, it just came out of nowhere, really popped me good. And, uh, you know, then suddenly um, the other guy has a taser um, just out of nowhere. And then they go back in the ring and, uh, you know, the table's on fire. Was not expecting fire. And then, you know, Cody pins the guy while he's on fire. Just, uh, just perfect stuff, man. Great match. One of my favorite AEW matches, and I don't think I'm doing a bit. Um, <laughs> just really, really enjoyed it. Checked all the boxes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm bummed about the FTR match being off, but it is what it is. Well, actually, FTR's still in it. It's just not the match it was supposed hey, to be. Hey, Bob. What's well, up? You get what you get, I suppose. That is correct, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then as far as War Games, I mean, I know you guys talked about it a little bit. I'm looking forward to the two War Games matches themselves. I think uh, they're usually pretty good. I know some of the people in these ones are kind of green, but... Uh, I think they can really make some work here. I liked Brownbreaker against Johnny Gargano quite a bit. I think, uh, you know, maybe having Brownbreaker be in the first title match and then lose wasn't the right idea, but they have built him back up. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, it kind of like, you know, we talked about how the takeovers used to be just like this spectacle of um, just great matches. And it's kind of more of a in your house sort of thing now where you're going to have one or two good matches and, you know, just stuff to fill out the rest of the card. Um, not gonna watch Hard Times. I'll leave that to Joe. Um, I was gonna watch Triple A. Might still do that. I watched Triple A the uh, the Kenny and Andrade match. I ended up watching like the whole show, and it's actually it's different than any other wrestling that I've watched. It's very entertaining. Um, but we got thirty seconds left. <laughs> um, O'Neill, yeah. do you know about the bet?
3: That we have. Yeah, I'm we to talk about
5: that, too. I'm not doing six minutes. I don't care what happens. I'm using <laughs> my Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, Bulls we'll play the Knicks tonight. Go watch that. Go Bulls. If you like the Knicks, uh, I'm not your friend. I need to make that very clear. Also, if you talk shit to Jeremy, I will fisherman suplex you on the hood of a car. It's a new you. rule.
2: Thank you. History title. Back! Of- ah!
5: That has been
3: Robert O'Neill's corner three.
4: What is this new? There's something incredibly striking about this new um, (laughs) fisherman's suplex on the hood of a car.
3: I don't know. I'm for it. He's defending me. So, like, I like it.
4: Yeah. Damn boat liquor. It's just (laughs) interesting, you know? He says it with such confidence. It's really striking stuff. Um, Jeremy, you're a big ratings guy. See this AEW
3: number? Yeah, let me read these super chats first. Ryan Sullivan says Lady Frost is out with some sickness. Should I should I do it? Joseph, where's O'Neal? O'Neill, come back if you're listening. Somebody, somebody <laughs> there he is. Okay. Oh, no. O'Neal, you, yep. you you get the you get you get you get where this is going,
5: right? Sorry to hear that.
3: No, no. So, I mean, hey. yes, but like Lady Frost is out with some sickness.
5: What do you want me to do here, man?
3: So, she's under the weather. <laughs> she has a cold.
5: Come on, there, there's stuff there, O'Neill. That one doesn't really work. You're forcing Bro, it. That was disgraceful, Lady Frost. <laughs> man, you're forcing
4: that's forcing it. More, more like, before, like before he you ruins your reputation. Yeah, more Rest like her. Lady Cold. <laughs> More like Lady Cold,
2: <laughs> there you go. See, Show Yeah, we saved
5: it. that was good. People are here for good job, O'Neill.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> not the super chats, Jeremy.
3: Then to Blade says Kylie Ray in 2D, That that uh, should sure be good. And well, now I don't know what's if it's happening with Lady Frost is out. And uh, Bullshit. Jeff says, Thank you for War Games input, Joe Gargano.
4: Just doing my job, man. You know? Um, we only have about twenty minutes here to to bid farewell to AEW. I don't know if you've seen the ratings, Jeremy, but
3: we like go lady fever. We
4: have to. <laughs> you know. We have about twenty minutes, Jeremy. Do you have anything to say?
3: Oh yeah, they're the what, fleet fleet down bad. Well, I have a more graphic term, but yes, oh, that no. works. I don't even know what the numbers are. What are they?
4: Four hundred and fifty thousand.
3: Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, that actually is alarming. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was like eight seventy or something. Okay, um, okay here's a, here's an actual question, right? Yeah, you, know, you and I know nothing about ratings. Sometimes it's up on shows that I expect to do badly, and vice versa. But here is a genuine question: Where do you think the AEW hype is at right now, relative to the last six months, year? What do you think,
3: Jeremy? I mean, it feels like it's down from, you know, when right. Punk and everybody came in.
4: But is it a natural dip due to the timing that will soon come back up? Or is it a case of, like, they haven't quite nailed it with certain excuses? Because I actually don't know my answer to this. I'm genuinely intrigued.
3: It's been down ever since they went live on the West Coast. Like, that's hurt the numbers. Oh, for sure, fair, yeah.
4: Now. That's why the rating, I you know, but like I just mean, yeah. even beyond the rating, like as a, it's okay. just a wrestling fan. Okay. Do you think your, I don't know, is your excitement, your hype down?
3: I guess is what I'm asking. No, I don't, I not don't know. Really? Where I'm at. No. No, it's I'm not down to... for me because look, I'm excited for Danielson and Hangman. That's a right. great match.
4: Yeah, It's just interesting, right? Because like you know that September, August, that was unlike anything we've probably ever seen before because. I mean, good lord, we had Punk, Brian, and Adam Cole in a two week span. So, seeing them, you know, seeing them kind of try to capitalize on that has been fascinating just as a case study. I kind of get the sense that this next month is almost, I don't want to say it's like it's so dumb me saying they're punting because it's like that show last night was stacked and they're doing Danielson Hangman. I just think the directions will really click in the new year, is what I think. So, We shall see. But, I mean, look, I think we can all agree, like, I'm not a rating expert. I would assume they would like to be a little bit higher, is what I would guess. Yeah. But, you know.
3: Is it, I mean, everyone, they, they pay attention to the demo, right? Like, the, the demo is, yeah. is 0.31. Is that down bad can, compared to – I know last week was going to be down. Regardless, so it, it was, I think it's equal bad. to last week. Well, that's not great. You would hope for a, a bounce back after last week. Because last week, over? Like, they, it might be over. Yeah, honestly.
4: Yeah. It's all over, folks. Right. Well, on that note, we appreciate you joining us on the Distraction for the last nearly two years. It's been one hell of a ride. I bid farewell to all Elite Wrestling. I bid farewell to Fightful.com, and I'll see you all on the post show in about twenty minutes.
3: <laughs> Alright, guys. Post show YouTube.com slash Fightful Distraction. We get, we officially got monetized today so you can leave super chats please leave super chats we got christmas gifts to pay for i got kids joseph has a coke habit so we got a lot to pay for here So we need we need all of your money all right everyone um i do i this isn't like a major major announcement i got plans for this channel joseph as people know and uh, I'm, i'm working on things joseph you know a little bit about it pure plans pure plans I'm, work- I'm working on some other stuff, though. I'm, I'm hoping to really hammer a lot of content on, on the new channel, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of different stuff. And I know Joseph is uh, in the same boat of, of some of the ideas that we would like to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that we got it monetized. I, I'm shooting some shots. Some of them are going in. Some of them might have to grab a rebound, get another shot up. But I'm excited about some some stuff that we're doing. Oh, well, let me see if we do have hopper chats, Barber chats, whatever we call them. Yeah. yeah. I still think we would get them on these shows because I'm just so used to uh, being super chats, but we do. Uh, Jay Shell says, uh, sending you my Barber chat. Hope you guys are having a good day. Just bought my tickets to Terminus. Very nice. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. Also, can report that Cass is still alive. He's going to be dead soon. Sorry. He just says. What? Wow.
4: Just cold-blooded, man. Okay. All right, well, the way yeah. that man lives
3: his life.
4: Yeah. Sounded more like you were threatening to kill him, to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
4: Tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. It is. We've got some fantasy booking to do, Jeremy.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. Everyone, uh, we put her over yesterday. We'll put her over again. J-Shell. Uh, J-Shell and Cole from Body Slam and uh, Carissa from, from Body Slam as well. We're going to be on their show, 5 o'clock, doing some fantasy booking yes it's not like a we're not it's not like a competition is it is it do we have to like
4: competition bro when i when i come into the game
3: it's a competition you know yeah true we're competing with everybody that's very you're
4: gonna actually share i think i can do this now okay i'm gonna post the link in the chat to the video so people know like you know they can like remote you know click remind me or whatever the hell yeah Really, I'm going to see if like, this actually works. This is very exciting for me. There he is. Hey! There you go. I can do it. I can now play Great. clips, too, as you saw earlier, guys. Very exciting. Uh, I'm of... now.
3: <laughs> go there, and uh, you know, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, check it out. We're going to have some fun. Kylo says, hey guys, really need a distraction tonight. Cody being set on fire is surely opening the door to, to Firefly Wyndham and making his grand... Oh, Joseph. I didn't think about that. Wait, what? Bray, this is how Bray comes in. What happened? I'm confused. Cody in the fire. Okay.
4: I mean, there's actually a good chance he's there, so I'm not going to comment on Bray because <laughs> I don't want to have to like do the thing where I pretend I'm happy about. It. I'm just going to say, "Yay, Bray!" and move on.
3: Uh, Jeff Gators says, couldn't agree more on Statlander. I feel like her strength has saved so many botches. Would you say she's the best uh, in ring of the women's division, if not who?
4: Um, I would say she's behind. Great question. I would say Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Serena. Yep. Sheeta. Then I probably got Statlander. I'm probably forgetting someone. That's where I think I'm at.
3: I, I definitely agree on Rosa. And and uh, and Deeb probably Shida. Ruby's right there too.
4: Yep, Reho is very good. Reho is
3: excellent. Um, trying to think if there's anybody we are missing. We probably are, probably, but she's definitely.
4: Honest, I, I think I would. There's probably a lot of areas in which is better kind of mechanically than than Statlander. I actually would probably, if you give me like the option of watching one of their matches, I'd probably watch Statlander before Sheeda. She's very dynamic to watch in ring. So, you yeah, know, she's she's pretty awesome, definitely.
3: The fact that she's doing this after the this ACL injury too is always impressive. Anytime people come back from these type of injuries, like it's impressive to the stuff they can still pull off.
4: Yep, yeah, I mean, it amazes me that Bob can still do this podcast that the level does, you know. Knees are shot. tomorrow <laughs> Joe in 2019, man, he's still <laughs> still busting out at dive. you got to respect it.
3: <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll be over on youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction in about 15 minutes, and we will catch y'all over there. You know what we're going to talk about, Joseph? You know what I put in the headline for that show? Um, NWA? No, we've, we've done that um nxt no we did that
4: the nxt never open weight cruiserweight title
3: no we did that roderick
4: strong's greatest hits
3: no joseph we're we're gonna have an actual discourse an actual like discussion about about this because i put it i put it in the headline which means we have to talk about it the fiend bray Wyatt the young bucks being named pwi tag team (laughs) of the year (laughs) okay (laughs) we're gonna have a discussion folks join us we'll be over there youtube.com slash fightful distraction bye everybody
1: nice buns soft fluffy and ultra low net carbs discover hero bread the delicious
4: ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off
1: with code AH10. H-E-R-O Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich